Listener Production. Wall Street notches their highest closes since early 2022. And the Australian share market expected to get off to a positive start. I'm Ryan. I'm Craig. It's Monday the 11th of December. Welcome to the Comsec Market Update. Craig is stepping in this week. Good to see you again, Craig. Well, it's good to be here. Well, we've got a lot to talk about. Mm. We saw solid US jobs growth released on Friday. What's your view on that? Um, well, it's a Goldilocks outcome, isn't it? You know, see, hearing that term you used, not too hot, not too cold, it's just about right, 199,000 above expectations. Um, uh, but uh, if you look over the last uh, 12 months, we were looking at 240,000 average and we've got 199,000 now. Uh, wages was up by four tenths of one percent, a little bit above what the market was looking at, but the annual rate is sitting at four percent. Uh, we've got to remember that we had some striking uh, workers coming back, uh, car workers, 25,316,000, thousand. also in terms of the actors re- returning. But um, overall, taking it in stride, and I, I suppose what we had is the consumer sentiment figures that came out as well. Consumer sentiment is sharply higher, up from 61.3 to 69.4, and inflationary expectations down from 4.5% to 3.1%. So we've got jobs being created, wages not going silly. We've got consumers a little bit more positive about life and inflation expectations coming down. So the the focus now is on rate cuts rather than rate hikes. Who would have thought? Certainly, it'll be interesting this week. We've got the US Federal Reserve meeting and the question is whether Jerome Powell looked to push back on market expectations for rate cuts. Although what we did see on Friday following that data was traders now pricing in a 46% chance of a 25 basis point interest rate cut in March. That's down from 65% on the back of that stronger labour market data. So combined, what we saw is robust jobs report and the pickup of consumer sentiment that fueled investor optimism about a soft landing for the US economy. Mm. The Dow Jones finished up by 130 points or 0.4%. The S&P 500 was up 0.4% as well. And the Nasdaq closed up by 64 points or 0.5%. And of course, we did see the sixth consecutive week of gains. And also at the same time, the S&P 500 close was the highest since March 2022, while the Nasdaq's close was the highest since April 2022. So a Goldilocks scenario there for share markets by the looks of things, Craig. Let's uh, look at some of the the shares that were actually rallying yesterday on on Friday. Uh, Paramount was one that really stood out, up by 12.1%. Now, David Ellison with his Skydance Media and Redbird Capital uh, are making a play or believed to be making a play for national amusements. Now, this owns a majority stake in Paramount, 77.3%. That includes Paramount Pictures, Paramount Plus Streaming Service, which includes CBS, Bet Cable and Pluto TV. Uh, Paramount also has Showtime. Now, it has been struggling in recent times, but the fact that there's a bit of interest in there had been some speculation about Paramount Global, yes, with a tie-up with, with Apple as well, but um, uh, that was one certainly making the, the moves on Friday. And we also saw Pier Warner Brothers Discovery jump 6% on that news. Mm-hmm. The other one that stood out was Lululemon, and we saw those shares gain 5.4% after the company posted better-than-expected earnings for the third quarter. So people are still going out and buying their yoga pants and leisure-type outfits. We also saw U.S. Treasury yields up sharply on the back of that jobs report. So the U.S. 10-year Treasury yield rose by 10 basis points to 4.23%. The two-year was up by 14 basis points to 4.72%. And of course, that was on the back of the fact that U.S. employers added more jobs than expected in November. 
the market was expecting around 185,000 jobs to be added. Of course, as Craig mentioned, we got 199,000, and that led traders to pare back expectations the US Federal Reserve could cut interest rates as soon as March. Now, what we also saw in Europe was those markets there hitting their highest level since around February 2022, and we did see the broader continent-wide FTSE Euro First 300 index gain 0.8% on Friday. It was up 1.3% for the week and it was a fourth straight week of gains. What did you see in Europe, Craig? Well, a number of the luxury stocks uh, had some good rises in, in Europe. Um, uh, Kering rose 2.6%. Um, we had LVMH and Hermes you know, sort of rallying as well. Uh, LVMH up in the order of 3.3%. Uh, so a degree of optimism also in Europe. Absolutely. The other thing that stood out over the weekend was China. So we got the latest consumer price index on Saturday. I was hovering around my keyboard waiting for that one. <laughs> uh, we saw the consumer price index fall by 0.5% in November on a year ago. And that is the fastest fall in consumer prices annually in about three years. We also saw the producer price index drop 3% in November from a year early as well. So we are seeing concerns around China's economy continuing. Those numbers really add to the recent mixed trade data and manufacturing surveys that have kept alive calls for further policy support to share up the Chinese economy. And what we have seen is some announcements over the course of the weekend from China's Politburo, uh, where they've talked about providing support for the economy, particularly after we saw that credit downgrade by Moody's last week, Craig. Yeah, it's a bit of a good news, bad news situation with China. Uh, down 0.5%, the, the CPI, they were looking only down in the order of one-tenth to one percent. When you look at the factors driving the result, um, a supply glut, uh, fallen energy prices and and fading you know, so winter travel boom, yes, they're all cited yes, for the inflation rate you know, sort of being deflation rather than inflation. But um, the good news side of it is if China does struggle, uh, it may provide more stimulus and that's positive for Australia. Yes. One thing that's going well in China at the moment is Chinese passenger vehicle sales rose by 25.5% in November. And on the back of automakers stepping up a price battle to meet sales goals. So certainly there is some hope for the Chinese consumer at the moment. Now, turning our attention to commodities, we mm -hmm. saw the US all NYMEX price up by 2.7% to 71.23 US dollars a barrel on Friday. And that was on the back of positive risk sentiment around the US jobs report, but also plans to refill the US strategic petroleum reserve. So that arrested the decline in oil price temporarily. But for the week, both benchmarks, the Brent and the NYMEX, were down 3.8%, notching their seventh straight weekly drop, and that's the longest losing streak since 2018. Bad news for the energy producers, good news for energy consumers, and uh, good news for inflation rates around the world as well. So uh, that's you know, sort of uh, something that's got to be taken into account. If we, we look ahead, of course, those rises in um, uh, oil prices are going to be positive for our energy sector here in Australia today. Uh, what may not be so positive is the gold price down by $31.90 an ounce or 1.6%. Uh, but we did have iron ore up $1.05 or 8 tenths or 1%. Uh, uh, so that um, will certainly be positive for the iron ore producers. And uh, overall, uh, the futures are pointing to a gain of our market of 16 points, wrapping all the things together. What's happening? in the US, what's happened in China, what's happened in, in Europe, um, and um, the expectation is we'll be up 
slightly at the start of trade, up by 16 points or two-tenths or 1%. And with the strength in the US dollar on the back of those jobs numbers, we saw the Aussie dollar dip from 66.17 US cents to 65.58 US cents, currently around 65.75 US cents. Today, one thing that may stand out in the Australian market is chemist warehouse listing update. So we expect to learn details of the proposed backdoor listing of pharmacy Beermoth Chemist Warehouse with Sigma Healthcare today. If all goes to plan, the deal is expected to result in a combined entity valued at $10 billion, which would comfortably put it in the ASX 200 index at a future rebalance. So certainly some interesting things to look out for there. Not much on the, the data front today or from company announcements, but of course, we've got a big end to the week coming up as well. Even though we're just starting, we've got a bunch of central banks announcing their interest rate decisions, the European Central Bank and Bank of England later this week, along with the US Federal Reserve in the middle of the week. And we've also got US inflation data. Thanks for your time today, Craig. Thanks for joining us. And we look forward to the rest of the week. Have a great day. Bye-bye. This podcast is prepared, approved and distributed in Australia by Commonwealth Securities Limited, ABN 60067-254-399, AFSL 238814. The information does not take into consideration your objectives, financial situation or needs. Consider the appropriateness of the information before acting and if necessary, seek appropriate professional advice. Listener.